All right. Now that we uh, nearly avoided catastrophe, if I had not hit record, that would have been a really bad thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah then we'd just be talking for an hour and then we'd have to do it all over again. Do it all over again. And there's no way it would be as good. It would be a grind. Yeah. yeah hey, that's, man. That's how, was your, uh, how was your championship week? Oh, the worst thing I could do is not hit record. Uh, championship week was was great. It was a lot of fun. It's a ton of work. I mean, it's just a yeah. ton of preparation that goes into that. You know, it had been one thing if um, if they had called and wanted me to do the Sunbelt tournament because doing Coastal Carolina so much during the year, mm-hmm. I see pretty much everybody in the Sunbelt. There might have been one team. That I didn't see. I think I didn't see Georgia Southern, but I've seen them in years past, and obviously know about the program. So if I had um, if I had done Sunbelt, it would have been one thing. But when they called and, and wanted to send me up to Charlotte to do the Big South, um, I mean, it's it's any time you get a postseason tournament as a broadcaster, it is great. So I'm I'm not complaining. Trust me. Right. But it does make it more difficult because I had not seen the Big South any of their teams all year. So all of a sudden, well, I shouldn't say that. Winthrop played at at Coastal Carolina earlier this year, so I did see Winthrop, but most of the teams I hadn't seen. So it's like cramming for finals, right? When when you haven't when you haven't been paying attention in class all year, right? You got to cram. So the week the week leading up to it is a grind because you have to wait uh, because they they divided the brackets top half and bottom half because they don't want you broadcasting four games a day. Yeah, which which uh, which is good. I mean, in years past, I have done that before. But uh, they, they don't they don't normally don't let you do that anymore because it's it's I know it sounds silly and people out there are it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you, I get it. All you're I doing is it. talking all day. What are you talking about? But your mind it is. is it's, it, yes. I mean, your mind is incomplete. I mean, you are. It's, yes. It's an absolute grind. I get it. I, that would be so hard. Yeah. Mentally, it's a grind. So we just did two games a day. So we split it up top half, bottom half. But we also had the women's bracket as well. Mm-hmm. So it was 12 teams, 10 games, five days. So again, and nothing was decided. The Big South was so exciting this year. It literally came down to the final Saturday. So I didn't know who I was going to have. I had a little bit of an idea last Wednesday and Thursday, but I really didn't know who exactly I was going to have to prep for until Saturday. So I basically had about 72 hours to try and prep for 12 teams 10 games, five days. So I tried to do as much as I could for my first round of games, then up late that next night doing prep for, um, you know, the next day's games. And then, and then after the first two, after the first two days, it's not too bad because at least you get a couple of repeats. Right. So, but it's so exciting, Bernie. I mean, you know how it is at that level, you know I mean? And we've talked about this before, you know, for the ACC and the big 10 and, and the SEC, the big conferences, you know, they're going to get five, six, seven, eight teams, maybe. But for these right. mid-major conferences, oh, I yeah. mean, it, you're, it's it's one, it's just one team, and so the pressure, and the intensity in the arena with the fan base, is just it's just it's awesome. I love being it, a part of it. What'd you think of the uh, the old Coliseum there? I have liked they, it. They've done a really good job of. Have uh, they? Have they uh, like I, I haven't been in there in eons. Yeah, it's Bernie, you'd probably so be long. impressed. I mean, it's still old on the outside, right? Yeah. You know the parking lot's still kind of kind of a little dated. Uh, yeah. The out, the outside of the building's a, a little dated, but but clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the inside is uh, the the inside was really nice. It, it really was. It really was nice. The court looked beautiful on I TV. Yeah. They upgraded. They, they must have upgraded the lights at some point because they had big time TV lights um, on the court. So I mean, it looked it looked great. And and you know, I I think overall, just to have that tournament in Charlotte 
is great for those teams. I mean, it's just yeah. it's such a great location. But they, I mean, they put us up in South Park. I mean, we we didn't get a chance to do anything or go out at all. We we're just too busy. But they put yeah. us up in South Park at a nice hotel. So you know, it was it was it was comfortable. It was clean. It was fun. We I, I worked with Kavanaugh, uh, Tom Kavanaugh's crews. Mm -hmm. You know, same crews that do all the cornhole. So there's familiarity there. You know, all the That's guys awesome. from Charlotte, same same camera yeah. guys and and staff behind the scenes and uh really jo so yeah josh josh little john who i've worked with um with some of our nbc cornhole broadcasts when when david's not there yeah uh, he was our producer um so i mean it was great cool. i mean it was it, re it really well i mean it's it's very hectic it's i'm still just exhausted coming down and, yeah. I, and i really wanted to call you today to be honest and say dude i'm hey, done i don't even want to do this but <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just get it out of the way and then yeah but I but I enjoy doing this so much with you, and I I just I think it's important that we hop on here every week, even if yeah, even if it's even if it's nothing, even if we just hop on. And I mean, talk about we've, we've done a really good job of talking about nothing for the last three episodes, so I think I think we're on to something here. Yeah, you know, I I, I really want to know along those lines. I wish we could get some feedback, and maybe when we're in Atlantic City with the players, maybe yeah. we get some feedback. But I would love some feedback. Do people want guests or people not want guests? Because to be honest with you. Um, our numbers, um, I mean, it's, it's a startup podcast, so our numbers yeah. are not, are not, you know, it's yeah. not, it's, we're not, we're not, we're not creating any records yeah. here. It's more than five, but yeah, <laughs> barely, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe barely more than 10, but, but the number, the number, the numbers, uh, have actually been pretty good not having guests, but that yeah. being said, that being said, Phil Helmuth wants to come on the show and Odie wants to come on the show from yeah from we have to, we have to get those i mean the problem is when we do guests we do this for like five ten minutes right then we go yeah. to a guest and that's it right because our that's time goes time. so fast yeah 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 so. we, we, we need y'all you guys out there need to let us know what should we do should we do one every other show every you know once a month you know let us know yeah. give us some feedback you, you know, think? honestly, yeah, I, I don't know how you feel, but like, um, I mean, I, I listen to so many sports shows. Yeah. Um, but I'll just, I'll just use Colin Cowherd, um, mm -hmm. for example. Um, I don't agree with everything he says, but I, I, but love, I, do, I love Colin Cowherd. I, 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 I don't I, agree with him a lot either, but I love his show. Yeah, I, I feel like I agree with him maybe seventy five percent of the time. Um, I, more more times than not, anyway. But uh, he does get a little dramatic for my for my taste sometimes. But but I, I think he's very well prepared. I, I've heard he has a terrific staff that helps him obviously with that. Oh, but yeah. but to our point, um, I I sometimes feel like when I'm listening to him, I'm listening for him, and as soon as he has a guest, I'm gone. I agree with that. I'm I'm kind of that way. I mean, <clears throat> Kylan, you know, Colin kind of likes to stir it up a little bit. He yeah. You, you can tell when he really believes what he's saying. And then other times when he's saying things because he wants to stir just to pot. just be devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. I, only thing I don't like about his show, honestly, is it's so big media market driven, which yeah. is understandable. And he says why he does it that way. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if it's not New York or L.A., it's almost as if it doesn't exist in this country. Yeah. And you're right. He readily admits it. And, and that, yeah. that's why that's why he says he doesn't talk hockey and baseball, because he said as soon as he starts talking hockey and baseball, it's the numbers crash. Unless he's talking the Yankees. And he said, that's why I'll talk the Yankees sometimes, because yes. that's they're going to draw. But yeah, yeah. He, and, you, know, look, you know what? He even he even said something about Coastal Carolina one time. He said, there's a reason I talk USC football and not USC, South Carolina, USC, Southern yeah. Cal. Yeah, 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 There's a reason yeah. I talk Alabama and Georgia and Clemson. He said, when I talk about Coastal Carolina, no one's listening. He right. flat out said that. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, I think 
it, it's fun. You know, it's funny for, for those of us that grew up in the Southeast, we, you know, you, you readily get overlooked. I mean, obviously Alabama mm-hmm. and Clemson have been what they've been in college football, but for example, the Duke, you know, North Carolina basketball game is really the only college basketball game people will even tune into on a national scale. I mean, you know, and yeah. so a lot of college sports in the Southeast, because for decades and decades, there were no pro sports outside of Atlanta, Miami, you know, Charlotte then came along. You didn't have a lot of pro sports. Yeah. So the Southeast just kind of got forgotten. So the Southeast are the ones that se- seem to be so upset by it. And then mm-hmm. I guess middle America where you know, like where you went to college, Kansas, I mean, He's not going to talk Kansas City Royals, but he'll talk Kansas City Chiefs. He does talk Chiefs. Yeah, he but always the, talks but NFL. That's the NFL. Yeah, the NFL is the big dog. Yeah, so. but but I mean to that point too, he won't talk Kansas basketball until but maybe maybe the very end of the season if they're still in it. Yeah, I mean yeah, he'll talk Final Four. He he won't talk college basketball really at all no. unless it's Duke. Right. Yep. And he said, you know, like we said, he said he he says up front the only reason I talk about them is it's the only school that seems to move. Move, move the, the needle. Yeah, move yeah. the needle. Excuse me. Yeah. So anyway, so so to wrap up that point, yeah. I mean, guess or no guess. I, I truly yeah. would love to. I mean, if, if you want if you want to email the show, uh borderline show at gmail.com, borderline show at gmail.com, or maybe even easier yet. I mean, we have got social media up now on all the the main, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So hit us up. But you know, some people like like me, like I said, you know, I unless it's unless it's a guest that I that I'm in the mood to hear from. When Colin goes to a guest, a lot of times I'll turn it off. So maybe people like maybe people like this better. Maybe they just want to hear your Bernie's voice. Thoughts. Is a, your voice, <laughs> I doubt it. Your voice is a lot better than most of the guests we're going to have on. Oh right? no, I, it no. is. It is. But, it, but it I, is. yeah. Well, it I appreciate it. I appreciate that. But personality, I mean, it feels so good to hear in here. <laughs> I did. Ha- I did have a couple of guys. Uh, <laughs> well, more than a couple. Pr- probably. Probably. I don't know, maybe four or five, maybe six. But there were, there were several people who came up to me and said, man, when I hear your voice, it just it just sounds like cornhole. It man, just sounds right? like I should be watching cornhole. Yeah. So that's funny. But all right. So let 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 me give you your stage. Let me give you your oh, microphone. No. Oh, no. Um, what, what, I'm a Kansas what? guy. So obviously uh, I didn't have I didn't have uh, a horse in the race. But congratulations to your Tar Heels. I mean, what? I mean, what a day! And, and my my first thought was, because Josh, Little John, our producer, was giving us updates because we were on the air at the same time. Yeah. And when he told me it had gone final, and there were tears all over the place, it was so. I, great. I said the first thing I said into the microphone back to the truck was, "I said, my God, I do a weekly podcast with Bernie, and he's going to be insufferable on Monday." <laughs> <laughs> all right let's have let's have it you know I what mean, seriously incredible i've had a couple days for it to kind of go through me yeah we were talking off air just so all of you folks know and hopefully maybe you guys can help us on this i remember like when larry bird retired and they did the whole rocking chair thing and he went in every you know in magic johnson these are professional players retiring and getting yeah. all kinds of i don't really remember coaches getting that and i certainly don't really remember college basketball coaches getting that and 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 saying oh i'm retiring but i'm going to have a year one more year and you know the only reason you do that is so everyone will give you stuff throughout the year and so you kind of get that year to be focused on you and that's what really there's no other reason for it right i mean if you can give me a reason why someone would do that that is good that is that is not some sort of narcissistic focus on that one particular individual. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, 
I don't know, Bernie, because I, I feel like so many times, not, not that I'm the best guy in the world. I've got my problems and I'm not perfect, but I, f- I feel like oftentimes my brain just doesn't work that way. And, and ignorance is blissed. I tell Kathy this all the time. You know, a lot yeah. of people say knowledge is power. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Knowledge is, is power. Yes. But knowledge is also fear. And, and sometimes I don't want to know things. So sometimes maybe I'm ignorant, ignorant when it comes to this stuff, but I don't know. I mean, when you do something like that, you know, you're you're giving time to find your successor. You're giving you're giving notice. Are, to the program. Already been named. Already you're, been named. You're, you're, all, all of these things. Look, I hear it's, what it's you're one. Saying. It's one. I mean, at his age, it's one last chance to you know to kind of enjoy the ride for the first time. Because basketball coaches, as I can tell you firsthand, you know this too, they are stressed out basket oh, cases. So you know, look, I, I'm I biased. Know. Look, so, I, so but but I totally I'm see, but biased. I totally see your side of the story though, and, and how it could rub you the wrong way. And it's not so much that. It's just the way they did it. And look, ESPN didn't help this. The way that ESPN kind of really pushed it, especially those last couple of days into the weekend. And that was kind of their main focus, in a way, uh, for the sports weekend. And for it to go so disastrously wrong for someone like me, it was Boy, did it. awesome. It was awesome. 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 I, I think it's dangerous, you know, that's a pretty big rivalry game to say, hey, I, you know, that's going to be my last game at home. I agree 100% with if that. If he would have done that last year, that would have been like Clemson or someone else, right? That's a, right. that's a, no offense to Clemson basketball, but better chance of walking out of there, you know, out of there with a win in a game like that. I mean, you are putting a lot on the line to a team you essentially have a 500 record in. And, and, and honestly, if you don't have those four years after Dean Smith retired or five years, yeah. He would have a losing record. I mean, he won like 15 straight against North Carolina during that time before Roy Williams came back. So that kind of tilted the scale to where he has a three game, like 50 and 47 against North Carolina, something like that. Yeah. You know, but you know better than I do. I don't know what the. I, I mean, I think I think think that's the exact number. And you know, if you take away those that 15 in a row that he had during that time, that's pretty, an iffy game to be your last game. And pretty have, dangerous, da- dangerous, and, and, and you, to you have did. and to have the and to have the ceremony. Scheduled all for after it. the show. All of it. <laughs> and then the have all the players come out, you know, all the former players in a, yeah. in a row. And he walks out and it's all this stuff. And I was just like, man, just for one time, can we please win this game there? Because I love it. I mean, you blow that game for him. J.J. Reddick's last home game. Oh, sorry. I mean, there's just so many we can go down. And I love it. I love every second of it. Just yeah. take it. By the way, oh. Dean Smith's last home game, beat Duke. Roy Williams' last home game, beat Duke. Oh take, it, Kay. take it, K. Take it. Well, like, I, like it, it I, was, it was so much fun to watch. Actually, like I joked with you, I had no idea I was Facebook friends with so many Carolina fans. <laughs> yeah, until, we, until this weekend, it's been a bad, and, and that's the crazy <laughs> thing, right? I mean, they had to feel like there's no way they could lose that game, considering the talent level of the two teams. Well, they were, I think they were like twelve and a half point favorites, weren't they? Yeah, it was. But Something I mean, like you know, they've got Duke's got four first round draft picks on that team and a fifth yeah. that would be a first round draft pick if right. he was on another team. I mean, it's yeah. that talent level is scary, man. Well, I feel like it puts the, the, the negative part of it for me is that I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the kids. Right. And then to throw them and under it's the not bus. Fair. It's, it's, it's about, it's about the kids, you know? Well, well, I was talking with a friend of mine who's a Duke graduate. I'm not going to put her name out there, but you know, that was supposed to be a senior night. Exactly. I didn't have much of a senior night for those kids. Yeah. Didn't even get mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, if it's about the kids, let it be about the kids unless right. it's about you. 
and that's what it was. And that's fine. The man deserves it. Look, the only coach in history that could say he has some sort of one-up on uh, Krzyzewski would be John Wooden because of numbers of championships. Outside of that, by almost every measurable factor, he's the greatest college basketball coach ever. Right. right. So, I mean, he deserves as much praise as he can get, but it just seemed like he was going for a little extra icing for this season to me, but you know, he do what he wants. I mean, you know, Nick Saban retires from Alabama. You think he can do anything he wants at that school, however he wants to go out, right. He he's written his, you know, however he wants to do it. So in a way I understand it, but from a fan perspective, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah. So congrats again, congratulations. Huge win. I mean, I mean you, guys, a, you guys deserve every comment that I have seen on Facebook. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> my it's, friends over the last 48 it's, hours. So it, it, it's, it, it's, it's too bad because in every argument from here forth about Duke and Carolina, when fans argue back and forth, yeah, but Shusevsky's last home game, who won that? Yeah. And, and, you know, look, and I feel bad for those kids because, you know, a lot of was talked about the pressure on them to win that game. Yeah, so that's what I mean, yeah. Well, what about in the tournament? It will be his last game ever. Right. Once they yeah. get past the first round, which mo- more than likely they're going to beat whoever that is. Yeah. Every one of those games going forward has the potential to be his last game ever. Yeah. So won't that, I mean, granted, I know it's different being in Cameron and all that kind of stuff, but that's going to bring its own pressure yeah. to those kids. So now I that, mean, that, like I told you, I was going to rack my brain and, and, and I could, I couldn't, I mean, without, without doing some sort of exhaustive Google search, right. I couldn't, I couldn't think of an example in my head, like you were saying of a college coach coach announcing at the beginning of the year, Hey, this is my last run. No, he did it last year, he but did it after the season. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. right. But, but right. Yeah. Um, but I do, but, I, but there have been coaches like Norm Stewart. I remember, I remember he did it at Missouri because, because he came to Kansas late in the year. You know, he, he, he said there have been coaches who at the end of the season have said, you know what, mm-hmm. this is going to be it. it. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. It does put, it does put pressure on the kids in the tournament. That that's not unheard of. No. Um, but, but you're right. It is going to put, it is going to put pressure. I just, I just, I can see your point about this day and this rivalry when it really should be more about the fans and about the, the players. Yeah, that it got it was, a little. It was yeah. too much pressure for him, and you could tell you didn't get a chance to watch the game. But if you did, you could tell when North Carolina was close at about the nine-minute mark, eight-minute mark, yeah. and they had kind of made like a nine-zero run to get back in the game, kind of and take the lead. You could almost physically see it on the Duke players, like they got wow. tight. I mean, because all did of a sudden, now it's a real possibility we might blow this, mm-hmm. like we might ruin this whole thing tonight, and like, and you could see it on them. And I mean, and you know, really for those kids, as good as they are, the only redeeming thing they could do this year is win the title. And anything short of that, now that they've lost that game, kind of a bust, right? With that much time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's that's a lot to put on 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Because yeah, there's no sure. 22-year-olds on that team, by the way. No. <laughs> I mean, I think some of the walk-ons, you know, but everyone else are sophomores and juniors. I mean, sophomores and freshmen. So it's yeah, it's brutal. Well, congratulations. Brutal. Congratulations. That, 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 that is a huge, huge rivalry win. And, and again, for me, all I can do is just, is just turn the tables. And if, and it, was, when, if, it, if it was Kansas and Missouri, I would feel yeah, exactly I was going to, I was going to say the exact same way. Who would be the big rival there? I mean, cause you don't Missouri. play Missouri as much, but it's still, it's still Missouri. Yeah. Way. When was oh. the last time y'all played Missouri? Just this year, finally, for the first time in a long time. Was it? Yeah. They finally played. Yes. They finally played this year. Yep. Yeah, sure sure but they hadn't played. Out. They hadn't played since. I mean, once Missouri went and and I don't know, somebody can fact check me on this. 
but I, I thought that I'd heard that when Missouri went to the SEC, I think it was actually Bill Self who, who was pretty upset about that because he didn't want Missouri to leave the conference because mm-hmm. it's, it's a good rivalry. It's a great um, and I think it was actually Bill Self who said, listen, if they leave, I'm not playing them. Don't, yeah. And that's Never. why they went the last 10 years or however long it's been since Missouri's been in the SEC without playing each other. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think they started up maybe some sort of home and home. But, yeah, Kansas took it to them this year, but they, but they weren't very I good. I think so. Yeah, Kansas yeah. is good. Yeah. But that Kansas was funny when Norm Stewart announced his retirement. He came to Kansas, and they gave him the rocking chair. Because our chant is students were always sit down, Norm, sit down, Norm. That's what, I mean, the place would be like deafeningly loud. Even the old people would be chanting along with us. And uh, so that that's why we got him a rocking chair and started the chant, sit down, Norm. And he talked, you can, you can watch interviews with him. He talks about it. He thought it was, he thought it was pretty good. One, one of the big moments of contention in that game this past weekend was d- during the handshake line at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Carowell, one of the assistants for Duke, refused to shake hands with Hubert Davis. Just Is that right? What is he going said, on with these answers? He said, he said later it was because North Carolina didn't give Shashevsky anything at his game in Chapel Hill. No. I mean, I don't remember Duke giving anything to our co- great coaches. I don't remember yeah. that happening. So, I mean, just because he chooses to do this, you now have to give him. Like, that's what I mean. Like, now you are you are forced to give this man something because he chose to do – like, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost – I mean – it's almost like saying, sending out a card, like, hey, I, I want a present. Send me a present. I don't feel like that's necessary. Right. I mean, every yeah. other school did. I mean, look, I, I will say every other ACC school that he visited gave him something. Did they really? Every single one did? I'm pretty sure. And, you know, look, like I said, the man does deserve an unbelievable amount of credit for what he's done for college basketball. But, yeah, I mean, that rivalry being what it is, you're supposed to give him something. I mean, I'm sure – that something will be given behind the scenes, which is more how North Carolina does things. I mean, it'll be yeah. away from prying eyes, but so, obviously, so, obviously, it was not enough to David Carowell's uh, satisfaction. So you might have you might have just said this. Did they do anything for Dean Smith? Did Duke do anything for Dean Smith? Because he didn't. Once again, there was no you know those kind of guys don't oh, right. make a big scene about it. Like yeah. he retired after the season. Like oh, I just don't really have it anymore. It's really yeah. in between the two seasons. And Roy right. retired after the season. So, I mean, like, they didn't yeah. make a big to-do about it. Right. I mean, there's, you know, two ways, more than one way to skin a cat, I guess. Right. But yeah, well, congratu- again, congratulations. Yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm telling you, as soon as Josh told me the score and what was going on, I was like, oh, my God. Bernie. I mean, look, I I thought the line was low at 12. When I saw it at 12 and a half, I was like, man, if I was a better, I'd take two. See, I would have, if I would have known, I probably would have taken North Carolina just because, you know, right. I've seen so many of these games. Yeah. And 12 and a half is a lot for an emotional rivalry game when anything can happen. I, I would have thought that Duke would win it, obviously. But, yeah. but I, I would have definitely, if someone had told me, hey, North Carolina might, might, might make a little run and lose by single digits, I could have, I could have totally put money on that. I, but but you did, did you see the, what happened the first game in Chapel Hill? No, I mean, Duke, no. Duke was up almost 30, one by 20, but was up almost 30. I mean, it was never close. Yeah, but this was such an emotional game. You know, how that's true. Gets. I know. It's true. Yeah. I, it's I mean, true. we're we're old enough now. We we know that I, I thought that line was a little bit big when I heard it. Yeah. So I, I mean, how about those prices? Average ticket cost was five grand. Oh my gosh. Some dude paid 74 grand for a seat. Seventy four thousand dollars. Can you imagine how angry you would be if you did that? Do you know how many people don't make that in a year? The vast majority of the country, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. $74,000. That's crazy. Yeah. 
yeah but anyway yeah that was nuts man yeah that was nuts I, uh, one more thing I did want to bring up. I, I do want to talk a little bit of cornhole this week yeah. because, because I feel like I've been so just grinding away with basketball, um, for the last month. It's been crazy. I feel like since Vegas, I, I'm, I'm out of touch. So I do want to catch up on that a little bit. So you Instagram me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know where I'm going with this after, uh, you know, I, I put something in this Instagram about the arena and it showed the table and my charts. Yeah, I said, look and at you all made this. the comment to me yeah. saying, must be nice to have all that preparation done for you and just laid I, out. Well, I knew that you had done it. That's why, because you had told did me. Did you? Yes. Because you, you knew, you told me that you were doing all that work. Okay. And that we had talked about, the reason I said it was because we had talked about on the draft, how hard it was not because, you know, we don't have a team of, yeah. you know, like at ESPN, their NFL draft, there's hundreds of people working on that draft day for those guys. Yeah. Yes. You know, so, yeah. We had talked about preparation. Yeah, Yeah. we had talked about that, but then you had told me you were going, you were doing all the prep work for that tournament. I'm like, I was was, was kind of playing off that. And so when I sent it, I could, I was kind of waiting for the retort. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think my response was, (laughs) good thing you're not here right now because at this moment I have to punch you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so here's what I did because, because, uh, I, I know something that we wanted to do on the show was to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit on the, Mm -hmm. on the broadcast stage and some things that we do in broadcasting behind the scenes so what i did was because i actually got a few comments um about about that about that shot about the preparation so i and and i don't know if this is going to show on the camera or not but so for games like when you're doing it's different for cornhole Mm cornhole is more like golf because of the fact that i never know you never know trey we we don't know who's going to make it into the top eight top four whatever we're doing yeah yeah yeah. until we follow them all weekend so it's kind of like golf you kind of you know follow along the you know behind the lines and and uh and then on the last day you do all your prep literally a couple hours before we go on the air right so but with basketball and football um you get a little bit more time so they give you a packet of information but when they give you a packet of information, I mean, it's fairly thick of all the players, the school history, tournament history, yeah. you know, not only their conference tournament history, but postseason tournament history, the coaches. Well, it's impossible when the game is going on in football and basketball, you know, when number 11 scores for me to be like, yeah, you know, going yeah. through my packet, trying to figure out who's number 11, who's number 11. So what we do is we basically make cliff notes or cheat, cheat sheets. We call them spotting boards, charts, whatever you want to call them. Right, so right. I figured I'd bring one. And again, awesome. you know what? This might be stupid and boring for people. No, but, no, you know, I'm all in on this one. And again, I don't know if this is going to, maybe a better way to do it would be to like share my screen somehow, but I don't know how to do that. I mean, for <laughs> God's sakes, I almost didn't yeah. hit record. All of a sudden we'd be gone. Off yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show would be done. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't know if you can, see, I don't know if anyone yeah. can see this or not, but I mean, that that's like, this was, for, this was for Winthrop this. So, so I put the number and then I put the names and can you see that, Bernie, or no? Yeah, you have to and get then, up and see it, but yeah. Yeah, there and you then, go. Yeah, and then there's stats. So I've got some team blurbs, and it's basically just a bunch of shorthand crap that I put in here, yeah. just to kind of jog my memory after reading through the whole packet. But, but, and then the coach down there at the bottom. So that, so that's kind of what it looks like. So, and then you do a bunch of those, you know, and you got a whole mess. And you got twelve of them. Right. So, do you need to get that, by the way? No, it's. I know you're at your mom's house. It's not, it's not. Yeah. By the way, we'll get to that in a second too. <laughs> who, who turns out is alive. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> that's that, it, that's that was, it. I, so I just wanted to share that. I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, cool, a lot man. of people. Like, yeah. Like, people it's, and there's cool. no way to put it next to your monitor, right? Like there's no way to kind of have it up almost side by side with your monitor. Really? 
is there? Uh, you know, I do know some guys who will keep who will keep their notes like this. They'll have a note sheet and keep the notes down and then put numbers, yeah, taped up here. So that so that you can see it. But yeah. um but for me, I mean, because we're not on camera, I mean, except for you know, pregame and halftime, we're not that is not really true. I didn't camera. think about that. Yeah. So um, you're not I mean, really... I can I can do like what I'm doing now. I mean, like if I'm watching you, I can look down and say, Okay, twelve, Corey Hightower. Right. Just take the shot or DJ Burns or whatever. So but yeah, a lot of people a lot of people wonder how how Joe Buck and how Jim Nance and and uh, and people ask me all the time, you know, how do you know all that? It's just because we prepare, we read a lot, and then we do and then we do uh, just you know just little notes to try and jog our jog our memory. And it really doesn't yeah. matter, you know, wh whether you're Mike Tirico or Joe Buck or Jim Nance, we all do it. Yeah, every every level broadcaster does it. So anyway, just a little it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Like like, have you watched any of this uh, history of the ACC tournament? thing that's been on the acc network no probably. man i'm telling you it's been such a grind and, and you know we're trying to sell the house and yeah. it's been it, such a grind. anyway billy packer going on there talking about his beginnings as a broadcaster didn't know he was doing his first acc tournament until like five hours before tip-off oh my gosh the the guy whoever was at jefferson pilot i can't even remember who kind of ran whatever that network was back then was like i think hey, it was yeah I was supposed to get a good color commentator. I wasn't able to do it. Want to do it? <laughs> he was oh, like, my gosh. Sure. And, you know, he'd been around the league for so long, and he knew so many of the coaches and so many of the yeah. players anyway that he said, sure. And he's like, hey, I got a free Coke out of it and just did it. Just nothing. No prep. Can you imagine? <laughs> now, granted, he's the color commentator, so he doesn't have to know as much as you do as a play-by-play -play guy. Yeah, it's you know, different. I mean, you still need to know the information, but a play-by-play -play guy has to know everything the yeah. color guy is there because they do have some inside information on the sport that they're covering maybe on the coaches the players what have you they're tied in in a different way so they can talk about it in a more personal level play-by-play -play guy has to know everything or at least like you're talking about be able to reproduce that information quickly right. but i don't think people realize how difficult that is I, I i really don't because when guys are good at it they make it seem like yourself so simple so exactly. everyone thinks oh i can do that Yep, exactly. Which which is true of any job. The the ones who make it look easy, you have no idea the preparation they put in behind it. I, I don't care yeah. what profession you are. But yeah. So, but, and you're right. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of uh, of analysts, uh, so I worked with John Williams, and uh, and and just a little story. So John Williams uh, played at UNC Asheville, all conference player in the Big South, and uh, their last year they beat Winthrop, went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, he did play in the Euroleague for a while, but he was a Harlem Globetrotter. Huh. Yeah, you can look at you can Google him. It's John the Jet Williams played with the Harlem Globetrotters for about uh, I think he said five or six years, and and traveled all over the world and just a terrific guy. I had never worked with him before, and so you never know what it's going to be like when you work with someone for the same time. Because again, another little broadcasting thing, contrary to popular popular belief, um, chemistry does matter. That's why Absolutely. it's such a big issue right now that Troy Aikman went to ESPN. Absolutely, and has left Joe Buck at Fox. Mm -hmm. With one year left in his contract, I mean, they're, they're really scrambling trying to figure out what they're going to do with that. Um, but chemistry matters, and those two those two work great together. And yeah. when you work with someone for the first time and have to do ten games in five days, That's holy rough. shit! I mean, you never know yeah. what it's going to be. John was terrific. I mean, like like Trey and I. I mean, I really truly yeah. feel like Trey Ryder and I just had an instant chemistry. I love working with that guy. Yeah. You and I, you and I can go back and forth. It's just it's just natural. That doesn't always right. happen. And John John was great. That's 
that's really lucky. I mean, even even at the smallest level that I do it on the streaming courts, there are people that I do it well with, and then there are people I don't do it well with. And it's not their fault at all. It's just yeah. sometimes that vibe's not there. Sometimes whatever that chemistry that you're talking about, some people have it. It's natural. It doesn't mean that you dislike the other person. It doesn't mean that you don't think they're good at what they do. But for whatever reason, that little natural vibe's just not there. Yeah, and it's it's, it's you can't, so true. You can't fake that. I don't think. No, nope. I mean, maybe nope. the best people. I I just don't think you can. No, I, think, I don't think I, so either. Yeah, I think you just it just kind of you know. And obviously, you work with someone long enough. Like you know, if you think about the first time you worked with Trey to now on a broadcast, how much further along you guys are. Yeah. Right. And and you knowing, you know, when to get out of his way because you know yeah. Trey's gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, but but that's part of a good play-by-play guy is <laughs> getting out of the way. I mean, and that's and that's and that's one of my biggest jobs on our national broadcasts is getting out of the way of Trey and letting yeah. him, you know, when when the moment calls for it, let him have his moment, let him have his telestrator, and just let him be Trey. And so and so sometimes, and I know it sounds, you know, it sounds so easy. It's not. Sometimes you have to just shut up. And I learned this from the guys at ESPN up in Charlotte. They they, they call it laying out. And they teach you early on, hey, there are sometimes it's best if you just lay out. Don't yeah. say a word. I uh, I learned that. I had to do a couple hours with Anthony and Trey when we were in Las Vegas doing some yeah, of the streaming courts. Literally, all, out on that. all I did, I, I brought us in yeah. and I took us out sometimes. Sometimes Trey just wanted to do it because he loves to do it. Yeah. But I would bring us in. I would say something quippy. And then I <laughs> just like a point guard. <laughs> Ball is passed. I'll talk to y'all in about 30 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it was exactly awesome. right. But you, I mean, you, you've got, you really have gotten a, a, a heightened, um, you've got a heightened awareness about it and appreciation for it because you've been doing it now. Yeah. But, but that chemistry, you know, another reason why it's so important. And I heard Joe Buck talk about this recently and, and it's so true. There's, there has to be a lot of nonverbal communication because especially as a play-by-play guy, when, when a game is going on, I, I, I can't, you know, I try not to miss a bag. Sometimes do I miss a bag? Sometimes I miss, I miss a bag. So I'm looking down at a note, trying to figure out how long this guy's yeah. been playing for, or how long this girl's been playing for, when they started, yeah. who they played with in the past, you know, uh, whatever, you know, what they had done during the tournament. Sometimes they're going to miss it. But your eyes, for the most part, are locked on the court. So I'm not able to look over, you know, and, and nod my head and, and have a normal conversation with Trey. Yeah. Or, or like this weekend with John. So, I mean, yeah. a lot of times it has to be nonverbal and something that is just felt and experienced. Yeah. And uh, it was just that's great so to true. have that. It was great. That, to have that's that really cool, actually, if you think about it, because most conversations people have with other human beings, they're talking to them. They're communicating with their eyes, their facial expressions, yeah. their hands, you know, whatever. And you can't do that at times. So you're missing no, all no. of that, but yet you're making it seem like you're having a conversation. Right. That's that's amazing. Yeah, because I can't sit here like this, you know, while Trey's talking and and be looking back and forth because if I do this for too long, like I would if you and I were having a conversation, we're talking about last night or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden I look out at the court and I'm like, what well, shit, happened? what happened? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what 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 happened? Was that an airmail? What I mean, was it was it a was it a pulley bush? <laughs> Hashtag pulley bush, <laughs> taking yeah. the world by storm. But you know, I mean, you'll miss something, and that's your job is to is to not, to not miss yeah. things very often. So, anyway, anyway, a lot of broadcaster stuff. There might be people who be like, "What the hell are they talking no, about?" No, man, Again, you're, you're letting them about. behind the scenes. I mean, most people have no idea how this stuff works. 
the There's vast majority of people that watch TV sports, any sport, have really zero idea what what all goes into it. They really, yeah. don't, unless they've and, done it. Another fun thing to do is go back in the truck. I mean yeah. that that I mean as as much as I talk about the dynamics of my my position, when you go back in the production truck, especially when it's a big time production, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, all the people. I mean, it's truly that's why. I mean, I miss doing radio. I haven't done radio in a long time. I, I love doing radio because it's really, it's truly an art form. I mean, it truly is. I mean, painting the pictures, I love mm -hmm. doing that. But with TV, it's a whole different dynamic. And I love doing TV because it's truly a team. Like, like you know, we joked with David about what goes on behind the scenes, but David's got a really difficult job. I mean, to try and coordinate all the cameras and and the sound is always such an issue. So all the sound, all the replays, all the graphics, me, Trey, not to mention the satellite, the person who's back, you know, at yeah. Master Command. People have, people have no idea. No. I mean, I mean it, it goes it, on it and on. An, yeah, it is an absolute. I mean, it's it's berserk how how easy, once again, a professional like David can make it seem, even though, you know, we, we joke. I've joked about it. You know, when I get to hear him explode, when someone's missed something now, the folks at home might not even notice it. Right. Right. My. We hope they don't. We hope they him. don't, you know, but like may, it may have been something very minuscule that kind of you would know it if you knew how that, that stuff worked. But the average yeah. fan is a blink of an eye may not even have paid attention or like, oh, that, you know, that was weird. But then it goes away kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he goes nuts because you have to. It has to be. And like I thought, real. I thought his point that he made when he was on our show is that he normally doesn't get that upset unless it's something that they really did talk about. Like this was discussed. Yeah. This is going to happen here, here, here. And then someone doesn't do it. He's going to let them know, man. And it, yeah. it is awesome. And in TV, and another another great point <laughs> that he brought up in TV, you get one chance. Yeah, you you get you get one when well, live TV anyway. Yeah, live TV. You get yeah. you get one shot at it, and you want it to be right. And like David said too, he has a vested interest in it because he likes us. You know, I mean, yeah. he like he likes he likes you and Trey and Stacy, and yeah. he loves doing the ACL stuff, and he wants it to be good. He wants it to be right, and you get one opportunity when it's live and then it's played over and over yeah. and so that over mistake, again. yeah that mistake haunts you so yeah so you screw it up and it's gonna be over yeah. and over and over and trust me he has bosses yeah. right they're, they're, and True. they're gonna ask him like hey why did this happen why did this happen why did this happen yeah so i mean like that's that's no fun dude i hate to th this is fun to talk about i hate to switch subjects but we have been on the air uh not in the air we've been recording now for almost 40 minutes and and this whole meet Jeff and Bernie thing has been fun, dude. Like I don't know if it's we want to fun. do this every. I, I don't know if we want to do this every single week, but but it's been fun. We haven't had a chance to talk about cornhole yet. Um, you you and Trey are doing the uh, reveal show coming up, I think, pretty soon. Uh, it will. Uh, this will air on Thursday, but tonight is when I will tape that with, or do that with Trey. Yeah. So. so by the time people see this, it will have already happened. Oh, but yeah. uh, all right. Any any big any big uh, storylines? I haven't I seen it from, from this. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, you know, I think well, Alex, Hicks, right? you know, I haven't, I won't see that when I, I, I could, but I'm not going to give that away because, but uh, Alex Hicks still playing well. And he's a 12 yeah. year old. And I know I've talked about him a lot. I, I, I guess I just simply can't get over the fact the kid's 12 years old. Yeah. And he's really turning into, you know, I think Trey made mention of it on Twitter. I mean, you're talking about the best players in the world, you know, Matt guy. Mm -hmm. Alex Hicks has now moved himself into that conversation of top five player in the world, especially in singles. The kid's 12, man. 
Yep. 12 years old. I cannot wait to get him on a broadcast court. You right. Know I mean, you know and that's, and that, well, I think it has to because, you know, we continually talk about him and he does so well at opens and at regionals and things like that. Yeah. It, it needs to happen on a big broadcast court because how awesome would that be right. to see him out there? Yeah. You know, and it's not like, uh, remember when we had Caleb Batson on? Was it yes. a year ago? You know, I think it was, was uh, the first time I met him was in Wichita, but I can't remember if that's but he was, also he's, the time he was we 15. Had him he was 15 at the time. Yeah. He was 15, but he yeah. was a big 15 year old. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean that to be mean. He's just a, you know, he's a larger kid for his grown man. Group. And even in the face, he looks, he looks. Alex yeah. Hicks is not. Right. He is a, you know, he, he reminds kid. me of my size at 12 years old. I mean, he's a smaller <laughs> kid. Yeah. And so it's, it's just amazing to see him out there with grownups that are literally twice his size, if not three times his size. Yeah. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. So um, are people fired up about Atlantic City? Are we, are we, are we looking forward to this, this venue? I, I tell you what, I, I know I said this before. I thought Vegas was an absolutely perfect way on my end, everything that I saw. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the final report was by you guys after coming back to Charlotte and talking everything over, but I thought Vegas was a perfect way to open up the season. So what, what are the thoughts on Atlantic City? I've never been before. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't either. Um, I think some logistics are pretty tough just getting to Atlantic City. That's true. Yeah, we got to fly to Philadelphia. At least I'm flying to Philadelphia. Yeah, everyone. I think everyone has to fly to Philadelphia. For the and then it's like, part. what, an hour? Hour and 15? I mean, yeah. And do, who all gets, you know, but that's behind the scenes stuff. But logistically, it's it's going to be one of the tougher stops so far, for sure. Mm, interesting. Okay. So, so we'll see. I mean, I think the guys that are driving, you know, I don't think that changes. I mean, there's probably a lot of tolls they're going to have to deal with going through that part of the country. Uh, yeah, driving through enough. there. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Driving through there is tough. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's never fun to drive that long. But at least Atlantic City is East Coast. You know, what are we looking, eight to ten hours maybe yeah. to Atlantic City? I can't, what What's Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, something like that. It'll be like 10, 10 hours probably. Yeah. So that's not some of the brutal, you know, three, four day trips that they have to take. So, so we'll wait and see then. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I think the national, everyone's excited. I think everyone's excited for the team stuff to see how that kind of plays yeah, out. I'm really the excited next, for the that. next four matches. Yep. I mean, I think that's, I think that's starting to gain traction at least with the teams that are doing well. Yeah. I, the, the only worry I have, but look, it's the same worry with every other sport, right? You know, when your team's not playing well for a season, you know, those teams kind of mail it in about three quarters of the way through the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 0 and 4 teams got to do something this weekend. Yeah. Has or to be next, a big next weekend. weekend. Yeah. Or, yeah. What is it? Next, next <laughs> weekend. Where, yeah. where are we going? Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, literally, we're down to like five minutes now. Nice. So, so are we, are we going to keep doing this meet Jeff and Bernie thing? People, sure. people seem, people seem Absolutely. to like it. Absolutely. People love it. Yeah. Especially after I was like, for, you know, for those that were watching last week, he asked me if, if my parents were still alive. And I said, no. Because in my head, I heard, are both your parents still alive? And so I immediately answered, no. and then I realized, you can see it on the tape, if you go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, Because then I realized exactly what you said. And like, yeah, that's that's not a good thing to say well, when your mother Because I asked you, because then after you said that your parents were dead, and then I asked you, and then, and then, and then, and then you clarified yeah, I was like, oh, that, no, yeah, that, yeah. that your mom was still alive. Yeah. And then, and then my follow-up was like, are you close with your mom? And you're like, yeah. And that's what the funny thing was because in, we, we again, should be, yeah, we, we are in, in that you're at her house be, right now, by the way, 
Yeah, because I do have to, you know, she is getting older and she has yeah. some issues. So I have to make sure, you know, even, yeah. not that I'm doing a whole lot. Let me let me not act like I'm some saint of a child. Like I'm just, just make sure everything's OK, you know. But yeah, I mean, we're we're close that mothers and sons are close. We're not as close as I think we probably should be considering all the things that we went through. There has been distance between us at times, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, so I mean, how she's, far did she's we... the most important person to me outside of, you know, she and Julia. So. Oh, I love that. Um, how far did we get last week with this, with, with your dad? I don't remember. In my story. Because, because, yeah. I, because obviously the big, the big clip was the big tease clip that, that went out this week was you dropping, you know, the, the bomb on, on yeah. us that your father what? was murdered. And by the way, my, my, you never know how you're going to react when you hear something like that. And the fact that I just said, wow, I was speechless. I'm sorry yeah. that that, I'm sorry that that happened to your dad. And that I mean, you had, had to deal with something like that. To I, be I, honest, that was my first, that was my first reaction. Cause I was just so shocked because we always have such fun, happy, you know, slapstick conversations. Yeah. And when you said that I was totally, totally shocked. So and I sorry. don't really talk about it. No, it's fine. I, I don't really talk about it that often anymore. I think when I was a kid, I was very damaged as a teenager, 20 something. I talked about it too much. You know, I used it as a crutch too much Interesting. in life. I think, you know, I, I, sometimes people like I'm not, I've always been jealous of people that know how to compartmentalize emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of put this over here or the types of people that just go directly through things, right? They feel it. They go right through it all and they come out the other side, right? Yeah. They're fine. I, I wish I was one of those people. I'm just not. So I think I used it too much as a crutch. I don't really think about it that often. I don't talk about it that often because immediately when you do, then people look at you differently. Right. Like they look at like you get the, Oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, it was a long time ago, man. It was a long time ago. Yeah. You felt like you got that when you were younger. Cause you probably don't get that as an adult. I don't really talk about it much anymore. So, okay. I mean, most people don't know that about me except for my close friends. Yeah. I definitely, you know, people would always kind of look at you kind of strange because unless they've been through something like that, they don't have a way to kind of yeah. understand you. You know, they don't know where you, you know, what you're going through. But to be honest, that wasn't the worst part of it all. <laughs> so, well, did you, did you, did, before we get too far down um, that, that journey and that road, did we get to how he was murdered? I can't remember. I think so. And I know you and I talked about it because, because it was right towards the end of the show and we yeah. didn't have much time to really dive into it. I know you and I talked about it afterwards. So maybe for those. He was having an affair with another woman and that woman's husband kind of tricked him into going somewhere and then shot him like a dateline episode kind of it does it sounds like something you turn on the tv late at night when you can't sleep yeah and it's like one of those you know yeah one of those one of those stories yeah. so she was in it so so she was in on it i i don't know i really don't know the man only got two years in prison how did that happen it was considered a crime of passion even though it was obviously not so yeah. i should know this because my dad's a lawyer but so crimes of passion have a different burden of proof and I weight think back than in, a I, normal murder? I guess back in the 70s. Who knows? I mean, I think wow. there's, a, you know, I think the guy was a former war hero. You know, I, I, I don't know enough about it. I, I really kind of. Was he, was, was he, did he have any sort of post-traumatic stress disorder or something like that? Or any, I don't any think so. I think events? he was just a man. Well, eight. Was, I'm sure you don't remember. Yeah, I, I think he was a man that was mad his wife was sleeping with someone else. You know, which is understandable, but murder is a whole different thing. Yeah. 
All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I again, I, I I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry. And I know it was a long That's time ago, hard. but I do know that it's that it's you know it's because it, you've told me before. You know, we've 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 talked about it briefly, and you've told me that it's you know kind of altered your journey in life. Absolutely. I mean, would I have been a completely different human being as a teenager, twenty something? You know, like would I have? Yeah, it would have been completely different. You know, I mean, obviously emotionally, I I struggled due to certain things, and not just that. I mean, there were there were other things involved in my childhood that weren't that great. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I I would I think the problem when stuff like that happens is you learn way too early how messed up life can be. It's not perfect, and how fallible human beings are, regardless if they're your parents or not. Right? And like, you, that, like, yes, that that's a, that's a real thing, right? Yeah. Is is that moment that we get, and 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 I'm divorced. You know, I've talked about this, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, the innocence is gone from your kids' eyes when they look at you because they realize that parents and adults make mistakes, right? And that's that's and, and apparently they make phone calls a lot. <laughs> your mom is very popular. Yeah. So, well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to continue with uh, Saved by the Bell. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I know we got to focus on you, man. I no, mean, the no, only no. question I've asked so far is about your band. So we, we're gonna have to and why I went to Kansas and why I went to yeah, and why I went to Kansas. So yeah. I'm gonna have to dig deeper. Next next one's all about you. I was gonna have a fun one this week. Actually, I was gonna I was hoping to kind of switch it up a little <laughs> bit, and uh, but I'll save it. I'll save it for next week. All right, next week next week I get the first question. Yeah, deal. Next week, uh, next week, my parents will be in town. Speaking of moms and dads, I had to bring them so, on the show. I'll have to try. Yeah, my mom would love that. So. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a great week. All right, man. All right, it goes too fast as always. Uh, always crazy. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right, thanks again for everybody for watching. Bye.